Wadah. <laughs> I used to do that all the time to people. That was my the family uh, voice message on the answer on the answer machine. I picked up the phone and said, "What's that? Leave leave a message." So I'm always looking for uh, things to say. I don't know. I, I never know how to intro these things. Like some people are like, "Hey world," I try that on hey YouTube, world, and I don't really know how I feel it's about your it. Girl. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. So I'm just gonna mix it up every week. We'll just gonna see what what goes, what flows, what comes. Yeah, I like doing something new every every episode. Yeah, I think it's cool. Uh, <laughs> so next this week is, is Konnichiwa. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it all around the world. Hello. <laughs> yeah, what's up to the world? So this is episode four of Just Cop, the e-commerce show. Yeah, I've been trying to be better at saying show. And not just podcast because Carlos Miller said you don't want to box yourself and call it just a podcast. You want to call That's it facts. a show, just in case it doesn't limit you or what you what you can do and what you can be. So I'm trying to get better at saying show. But anywho, um, welcome to Just Cop. It is an e-commerce show. We are Lauren. I'm Lauren. And I'm Kevin. <laughs> and we're the owners of July 5. It's an e-commerce agency designed for black e-commerce businesses. So all your digital needs um, is what we are here to help you with. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that's website, whether that's branding, whether that's marketing strategy, whatever that is, you have a cool idea and you need to, you know, sort it out with somebody, get some validity, help to understand that this idea is a valuable or viable idea. Mm-hmm. We are your people. Um, and so this pod or this show, see, I was about to say it again. <laughs> this show is um, a show where we kind of just get together and give our opinions about stuff. We try to teach you a little bit as we are learning to. This yep. is not a podcast of like perfectionist experts who know everything. It's just us telling you what we see in our business, what we mm-hmm. what we know, um, and maybe you can apply it to you. And so we usually talk about our we have a tech word of the week, um, which is so that you can kind of be up on lingo um, or just know words like that pertain to your business so that you can, you know, talk the talk. Because I yeah, think that's right. really important. That's important. Um, Especially when you're meeting folks. Right. Exactly. And so we're also going to throw some like tech lingo words in there as time goes so that people are familiar with it. I know that when I first got into the business, people would say stuff all the time and I wouldn't know necessarily what they were talking about until I had to like catch a context clue. So I don't want everybody else to have to do that. (laughs) So we're going to share our our knowledge of what we think the lingo word means, Mm -hmm. whether we're right or wrong. You know, that's just our interpretation of it. And then we do our topic where we just talk about something briefly pertaining to like a business, your business, um, how it could be better, things to think about, all of those things. And we do our Just Cop, which is us highlighting a black owned business that we just copped from that we're really excited to share with you. And we hope that you go out and you support too. So, drum roll. <laughs> Word of the week. We, we, we. <laughs> I really gotta find how to do an echo. Like <laughs> I'm sure it's we easy. Can, we can edit that. Yeah. So word of the week is upselling. Do you yeah. know what upselling is? Nah, I do now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> upselling, upselling is um, it's like a 
technique to make somebody buy your more expensive product. Mm-hmm. So it says... It's a technique to convince a customer to buy something more expensive, mm-hmm. an upgraded version of what's been purchased or nice. what's being purchased. So it's like if you worked at a Foot Locker or a Champs or something and you go to check out your sneakers and they're like, oh, do you want these three pair of socks? They come with it and you yeah. kind of get like a discount for buying the so- like the socks come at a discount and you buy it with your purchase and you're like, oh, I got Three new pairs of socks and a new pair and of shoes. And fresh sneaks because right. you can't have dingy socks on your fresh air ones. Right, exactly. Um, so it's just like the process. Or when you go to um, the store and you're in line waiting uh, to check out or whatever, mm-hmm. usually they have like all these little small versions of things that you could just like easily pick up and buy. So it just makes like whatever you were about to purchase, now your purchase went up you spent more money because right. that thing was like available to you so you can also do that when you're in an e-commerce business that is a way like when people are checking out you can suggest to them uh things kind of like bundling um mm-hmm. but you can suggest to them like hey oh you know another good example of this what the movie theater oh yeah popcorn mm-hmm. popcorn actually i just realized what i described earlier was bundling Popcorn at the movie theater is the example here. Right, because you can upgrade your size for just a quarter more or just right. 50 cents more. And then you're like, why have a medium at $5 <laughs> when I can have a large at for six. $5.25? Yeah, right. <laughs> so that's upselling. Now now I'm I'm, I'm in it. So I had the wrong, the wrong thing before. Yeah. And, that and they do a great job. The movie theater does a great job at it. Right, because they really don't want to sell you the middle And the thing. sizes aren't even that much different. They're all large. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like the largest one. The small drink is definitely a large. Yeah. <laughs> a large drink at a movie theater is like... <laughs> it's like for That's a, a big champions mm-hmm. i don't know how people drink all of that but yeah so a better example of this is when you go to the movie theater you buying your stuff and they tell you, you could do an upgrade for just 50 cents so you could do this in your e-commerce business on the site in the checkout prop process yeah. um and say to somebody like hey if here's a 14 ounce but the 20 ounce is only you know two dollars more so you make it more appealing for them to buy the upsell. It makes sense to buy the upsell. It makes sense to buy the upsell. So that's what upselling is. Think about maybe, you know, if you can, if you have anything that you upsell, if you have size variations, mm-hmm. um, if you have uh, different price points for items, but they're like very, very similar, right. how you or can even, upsell. Even a service where you can add something to a service that is not a lot for you, but seems more appealing to. True. Your customer for a, a little bit more money. True. But this is e-commerce, so we're talking products. Right. <laughs> okay, so we're going to get into our uh, tech news. So I have it written down in my um, my phone this week because I wanted to upgrade the things that we were going to talk about. <laughs> you talked you talked about me about having my papers, but the papers is handy. The papers are handy, but it just looks real like this is a technology podcast and you're reading off of papers. <laughs> papers is tech technology. 
I mean, I guess the printing process was, right. was once considered newfangled <laughs> technology. <laughs> okay, you can have your papers and, and do what you want with them. But, so the first thing I want to talk about was, is Slack has a new DM feature. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it says under... This is under Slack Connect, so I guess they're trying to like pull out a just a brand new feature, and then DM is like a sub feature within the feature, um, and so it allows you to DM anyone in any other organization. Uh, they rolled the feature back though after people kind of reached out to them and said that people may use this feature for like harassment because you can the invitation email could say anything you could personalize it and it could say anything so people were saying like it could be used for harassment or anything else and so Slack rolled it back and said okay you can't personalize it the invitation says the same thing for everybody but you can still do it what do you think about Slack having DM. I think it's great. I, do you? Yeah, I do. Because it's a lot. I've got so many different organizations that I'm a part of. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's so many different DMs just in different organizations. It'd be so much easier if I could just send a DM without joining. Oh, so you're saying like sending a DM. So like, say you're in our July 5 Slack yeah. and you want to send a D- DM in like another Slack. Right. You can't well, and do I, that. And, I, and even oh. without even joining it, because I don't want all the general updates and I don't want to be a part of the community. <laughs> I just want to talk to whoever it is I want to talk to. Right. And so I, I think that's probably why they made that feature. Hmm. I think it's a great idea because, you know, Slack just like, um, I guess, emails and Slack is like the stuff gets lost in it because it's just so many messages. So many channels. So many channels. Yeah. I guess I didn't think about that. For me, I just felt like it was kind of unnecessary. It's like, nobody asked for this. Somebody Slack. did. But I guess somebody did. Um, maybe somebody who was managing like 10 different Slacks. I can see your point. Um, I, again, I didn't even think about that when I was thinking about Slack and DM. I just thought, like, why would I want to message anybody from any other organization using Slack? But, I mean, I'm not mad at it. Will I use it? Probably not. I, I might use it. But I don't, I can't think of anybody that's a part of an organization that I'm not a part of that I want to Slack. Yet. So, I think that's where I'm confused, too. Because it's like, are you slacking people that have no Slack? No, they obviously have Slack. So, but you're slacking people who have a Slack, but y'all aren't in the same, same Slack. organization cha- channel. Organization. Right. Okay. So, instead of having to add them to maybe your organizational Slack, you could just, oh, you got Slack, I got Slack, I got your email address, I can Slack you. Right. Hmm. I guess I could. I guess I could reconsider. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think you might be right on this one. I'm like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. It's convenient. I don't know when I will use it mm-hmm. because it's like the time will have to come where I need to do that. Yeah. But it's convenient when you're working on projects with organizations that use Slack but don't allow them to join like other Slacks. So let's say I'm going to make up a company. The Acme company, mm-hmm. right, is like a client. 
and they have all these strict like protocols and things like that. And so when I try to get them to join our Slack, like the security factor of it all is kind of like no, or that it doesn't get approved right. or something like that. But you can still DM I somebody. I can still DM somebody, or I can DM multiple people at a time because you can do that really? in, in Slack and kind of make up a own your own channel in DM, like your own makeshift channel. Right, in right, DM. right. Oh. Well, that's useful. Yeah. That's useful. At first, I saw people on Twitter who were just like, nobody asked for this. I didn't need this. Do you know Why? how Twitter, like, Twitter gets? Oh, Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> some days I love it. Some days I'm off it. <laughs> Twitter is a wild place. Yeah. Um, well, okay. I guess. I guess. I guess like DM is a okay. You got our stamp. Maybe. <laughs> we'll we'll see. <laughs> Come back for my update in like three months. Um, so the third one was interesting. Uh, third Prince, one. or sorry, the second. Okay. You're right. Yeah. Prince Harry gets a job as a tech exec for a mental health ooh. startup. <laughs> Why did you ooh? Because it's just like. How did he get that job? Okay. Um, it said they noted his military experience, mental health, and environmental advocacy as the qual- qualifiers for, <laughs> for this role. Um, he will intro product strategy as well as charitable donation contribution strategies and advocate or advocate publicly on topics. Yeah, that's like, I don't know. I got a lot of opinions. The first thing that came to my mind is like, man, if you are white and rich, it's like you can tell your kid, you can be anything you want to be, Johnny. And then, like, Johnny can. Because he don't have to have no experience. He don't have to have no experience. He doesn't have to go to college. He don't need a master's degree. Uh, Johnny don't need nothing but his whiteness and walking the door. Johnny serves in the military. That gives him... Car I don't know. We don't, well, that was the overseas military. We don't treat military vets over here well. Yeah, that's true. We need to do better. But yeah, but continue. It's just like, why is he he qualified for that job? What are the qualifiers? Because he had military background and is advocate for men, mental health. <laughs> to think of we one of our favorite movies is uh what's the joint with Romney Malco? Um Tijuana um, Jackson. Oh my man Tijuana. <laughs> he was like <laughs> <laughs> he had credentials. He had credentials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Shout then, out to Tijuana. <laughs> if you never seen that movie you have to but with Prince Harry, I think the part to me is like, okay, I know he needs a job because he said the only money that he has is the money that his mom left him. I don't know how much that That's is. That's probably right? a lot of money. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> that could have accrued to be a lot of money by now, especially oh if gosh. they were like in a trust and it was invested and all of that stuff, right? So he needs a job. And I think that doing advocacy and charitable, like anything philanthropic, I think could be good because that's what the monarchy does. Right, right, right. Or that's what they're kind of like hired to do from uh, from the UK is like well, what's just his job advocate, title? right? He's, I think, like the, the chief of uh, technology. 
okay. So, but the, the thing that got me was the uh, product strategy. And I'm like, I wonder what he did in the military because, like, what gives him the background to, like... And, again, people just make, at that top, top level decisions, right? People or top, top level, people are just making, like, really high-level decisions. It's down to the smaller people down the chain to do, right, the, do work. the work. Yeah, I understand. So, it's like, I don't expect him to do the work. But was there another qualified more qualified I'm, I'm person sure there was. that had got like you said that got their master's degree in mental health that uh has put in all the hours to like become licensed or all these things and that also has this technology piece that they could have like wrapped together to be i think you know for one it's like a position move of they get free publicity because they have him as right the face the face, right? Yeah. He, we know now. Whenever he starts working there, we'll know the company that he works for. Like it will be in the news. It will be That's in the headlines. Facts. So that was probably like they're probably like scrap the marketing budget. <laughs> we'll put that into his salary so that we can have him, and then they could take pictures of him outside of our offices. Like <laughs> when he's put coming him on, out of put work. Put him on the website. Put him on the website. You know, do all of that stuff. Um, Prince Harry's here. Again, I don't hate it. I'm not hating on Prince Harry neither. Good for him. Yeah, it's like good for him. He has a job to support his family. That's another good for him. I think the only thing that I would feel like kind of is about is just like people who spend their whole lives working. And I mean, life's not fair. We see it happen every day. (laughs) Where people get jobs that they're not qualified for. Especially straight white men. But (laughs) um, I don't know. I don't know how I really feel about it. I don't either. I have. I still got to process it. But that just, just when you said Prince Harry and chief of technology, I just thought of uh, forty-five and President Forty-five's cabinet, and he was just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna put these people together." Yeah, seems very hodgepodge. But again, when it comes to charitable don- donations and advocacy. He's got it down. Like, that's yeah. what his whole life has been about. Right. So, I'm like, more power to you. You are qualified. <laughs> the, the the product strategy part, I'm kind of like, mm, I don't know. But I don't know what kind of products a mental health organization is putting out anyway. Sometimes products is just like the name of, like, packages mm-hmm. of services. Services, yeah. Um, that's true. So, maybe maybe he's coming from that end because he's done so he's seen so many things so maybe he could put together like a product servicey kind of thing i don't know but congratulations to him glad he got a job um glad they're out of tyler perry's house <laughs> so. yeah shout out to tyler perry for letting him live there i guess i mean would tyler perry have done it for okay, me we're not even going uh. <laughs> We're not even go down that rabbit hole because you and I both know. <laughs> next event. <laughs> right. Next event. Um, so, and the last one. YouTube is creating a feature to complete, or to compete, I'm sorry, with TikTok. Yeah. And it's called Shorts. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny to me. Denim shorts. <laughs> shorts. It wants to allow you to shoot video on your mobile phone, string clips together, add music, and so on. It's the exact same thing as TikTok, yeah. just on, on the, YouTube. On the YouTube, which is the bigger platform, maybe. Which is like, yeah. TikTok reminds me of Vine. 
just way more features now that you got to do. Like you got to do full on video I think productions it's a, and now. And there's a lot more people on, um, what's it called? TikTok. Oh, uh, so many people on TikTok. Yeah. I think the pandemic like really shot TikTok to the moon. I think the thing that's going to be helpful for YouTube is that YouTube has a system where they can easily monetize. Mm-hmm. TikTok is trying. Right. They have like a creator fund where yeah. they, you know, give pe- funds to people who post and get a lot of views and stuff like that. But they haven't gotten like a system that across the board, like YouTube, if you make in more than 4K views or you have more than a thousand subscribers, now you can monetize. They haven't been able to do that yet. Right. So I don't know, though, if shorts, if the user experience for shorts is trash. I don't see people using it. I see people just keep doing TikTok. Mm-hmm. But I can see if the user experience, the everything, the interface, all that stuff is like seamlessly amazing. I can see a lot of people, especially like the creators, jumping ship and going to YouTube because now they're you going get to get money. like <laughs> right pay pay. <laughs> Jang Jang, get money over here. <laughs> and I read an article lately about how you know social media platforms are competing. And the girl who was a creator on the platform was like, "We go where whoever pays the highest." Right. And so right now that would be YouTube. So yeah, I'm people getting paid on YouTube. I'm like YouTube was kind of smart at first. I'm kind of like, but this is also another clear example of like when you have an idea and. There's other organizations that are bigger than you, right? How can you differentiate yourself so that they can't just put it out and then crush you? Mm-hmm. Because TikTok is like is the number one. It, it has the number one downloads. Right, it's growing across faster the world than all the social media apps. for apps. Yeah. Right, so that makes it like a gold mine. But if they can't like find ways to monetize it and make people want to stay on the platform, they can get easily crushed by YouTube. That's that's the truth. Because YouTube is a monster. And yeah. it's been around for... A long time. I have old Wu-Tang videos inter- on YouTube. <laughs> started this internet stuff. I definitely have dancing videos on YouTube from middle school, probably. Now, I've I, never been I able can't to find them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to search. They're there. Somebody might have watched one. <laughs> I've never been able to find them, but they're there. Yeah. They're definitely there. So if you see a young, a young Loso... <laughs> <laughs> we'll tag it on your YouTube. Send me the link. <laughs> and we're back. Send me the link because I I want to see it. Um, I thought I was popping, so that's who that. didn't think they were popping in two thousand. <laughs> it was definitely like two thousand seven. 2006. Yeah. That's when YouTube first jumped out. There. It was. Like and it that. took it so long in. to upload a YouTube video. It still takes a long time, but. It does if your YouTube video is long. long. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It took. I thought I was doing it wrong, and that's why I stopped my YouTube career at that point because I'm like, oh, I, I'm doing I'd this wrong. I'd be doing something else. Right. It's like, why do I have to st- sit here this long for the video to upload? But anyway, we're moving on to our. Topic of conversation. So, what is this week we are talking about focusing on what you're selling. Um, <laughs> I wanted to talk about this topic because last 
episode, we talked about target audience and narrowing down your target audience and figuring out, you know, who they are, what they do, their behaviors and how you can talk to them. How do they talk? How do they want to be talked to? What do they need? What do they want? What do they desire? And supplying that. Yeah. Um, and so I think the next natural transition after that is to talk about, okay, now that you know, and you know what you're selling, how do you have a strategy? How do you focus? Mm -hmm. Um, and so one thing that I've seen is a lot of people come from maybe like Etsy to Shopify. Um, they, you know, Etsy is a platform that you can post and it's kind of like a farmer's market (laughs) online. Um, and you can, you know, and they take a portion and all those things. So the natural progression is for you to move to your own platform where people aren't taking as big of a portion. off the top. Right, exactly. Um, because Etsy has, they do, they put marketing into their site. They do all these other things. So mm-hmm. when somebody comes to Etsy.com and they search in the thing and you come up, that is a benefit of their marketing. So there's just cost. So if you're coming over to Shopify, I've seen people who have Etsy stores that sell like thousands mm. of different things. Um, and I think when you're like coming out on your own outside of that Etsy umbrella or just any umbrella, I think it's a great idea to just focus and have a slim offering set. Um, and this is similar to what we're talking about with target audiences. You can't market to everybody because it'd be impossible. Right. But then it's hard to market all of your items like it's hard to tell people all the things you have when you have like 30 SKUs in your thing and they're all of like something different Um, so one of the things that I I wanted to talk about was like bringing down your SKUs Mm -hmm. so if you have like 15 different things that you're selling there's nothing wrong with that right but I think that to start and to really like gain some ground it's good to be known for a thing yeah. Or 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 two or three most it could be like okay, let's say you make cookies, right? It could be like you have three flavors. Right. Of the same kind of soft chew cookie. And you let people pick what flavors that they like. And then from there, you can start to like build your marketing around the different versions of the cookies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can experiment with different flavors and see who buys what. But you don't want to just start off like I'm selling 15 flavors of cookies. Yeah. Is that more sustainable to a budget, like a marketing budget and stuff like that? It's more sustainable to a marketing budget, but it's also more sustainable to your pocket. Because <laughs> the supplies that it takes for you, like let's say you have cookies, inventory, right. right, and you gotta buy the inventory for these fifteen things or these different cookies, so that when somebody makes a purchase, you have it available. Right. I mean, the whole cookie thing is more like this. Maybe you're selling bad cookies at first, right? But then after a while, you get to manufacture. So having inventory, excess inventory, is a liability. It's it not is. an asset. Right. So the goal is to just have one or two or three types of something when you start off and sell out. Yeah. And see, or see what can't sell. Mm -hmm. Because I would hate for you to buy a hundred, I don't know, a hundred, I feel like it just doesn't work with my cookie analogy, but a hundred of, you know, red, of, uh, of rest or the supplies to have a hundred red velvet cookies Mm -hmm. and you sell zero. Right. 
Cause then that, then, then you gotta eat them cookies. <laughs> <laughs> you go out the stomach. Or you just don't make the cookies. Maybe you make the cookies for somebody else. But you just don't make no money on you making money. The purpose is to make money. Right. The purpose is not to sell a thousand things. Because then also people go in there like, so now she got so Insomnia can do it, right? Because Insomnia is a big enough company to do mm-hmm. it. <laughs> they got locations everywhere so you can get cookies you can get brownies you can get ice cream you can get milk those are all things that they added on over time you can even get a cookie cake but <laughs> ooh, most businesses are not starting at insomnia level yeah not starting with insomnia money um and i'm sure insomnia only started with a few cookies they were all kind of probably made the same way and then they expanded as they went on and they got popularity and people started requesting the thing that is the key i feel like yeah, I, th- I think for businesses though it's like when you start out small it's i think it's better for your craft or whatever it is that you make it's like perfect that thing because then you you become the the number one to go to it's like if you make i guess i'm gonna stick on cookies but if you mean if you make a mean White chocolate macadamia, and that's my favorite cookie. If you make a mean one of them, mm. like you're the go-to for that, and it's like people will flood that market. And then when you hit them with something else, they're like, "Oh, I know these white macadamians is good. Let me try the chocolate chip." Right, because I had some of this chocolate chip last time. I wonder. I don't know about this, but now I'm thinking about cookies. I'm thinking about tates. Like I wonder how they started, because I think the thing that they got most popular was those those thin chocolate chip cookies. Who? Tates. I don't know. Never had tates. I don't really like hard cookies, so they're not really my thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But whenever people tell me about tates, they always go to the chocolate chip tates. I don't know if they sell any other ones. That's just my ignorance. Yeah. But, you know, and then I'm sure after that, maybe Tate's have like a few other skews. But as they grow, they probably will have more things. But when you are trying to scale, it's impossible to scale with all these different skews and all these different things that you're trying to sell. Like Kevin said, I think it's important to just be an expert. Yeah. The name of the game in small business is expertise. Yep. Generalists. I mean, if you got some clout, if you like, I was watching Team Mom, and Amber was starting a new clothing line, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, that kind of clothing line is going to get popularity. Yeah, she's on TV because she's on TV and right. she has fans. Right. So she don't have to do what everybody else has to do to kind of make it, unless you got a TV show coming up or you're already out there and people know your name. Mm-hmm. Then people already have built trust with you so they'll buy something that you sell maybe or if you got like a video that just went viral it's like maybe that'll work for you too in your advantage yeah maybe but like trust takes time and so if you don't have those advantages which i'm not mad at her for using her advantages like use your advantages that's how you win in life right you should you should do that (laughs) right but if you don't have that then you gotta come completely different to what we see people doing on TV. Like, we can't do that um, and start a business. We got to be experts. And I agree. don't feel bad about being an expert because other people will notice your expertise. And even if your expertise isn't specific to them, they'll still be like, can you help me? Or do yep. you have this? Or whatever. Because they just see you being excellent. Mm-hmm. And they just keep coming back. Right. And word of mouth. And all those things like play into part. So... 
I think it's important when you are, after you've picked your target audience, after you've done all those things, to just focus on a few things that you want to launch with. Mm -hmm. A few key items. And feature it. Feature them. Market them. Tell people how you can use them in conjunction with one another. Mm -hmm. All of those things, I think, are super helpful um, to getting like the ball rolling. If you get people too many options, too many choices, they're exhausted. Yep. And they're on to the next thing. You got to give them a few quick, especially if you're new, a few quick choices. And then let them think about it. And maybe they'll come back and maybe they'll buy or whatever. But if you if you have like... What do they call that? Analysis? Paralysis? Yeah. Also, too, when you give people too many pages to look at, now they go from using their subconscious brain to their conscious brain. And they're like, I don't, I don't need this. Mm-hmm. Most people make their buying decisions in their un- unconscious brain. If you make the process so long that now their conscious brain clicks in, the likelihood of them buying like drops by 70% yeah. or some statistic like that. That's the, uh, the, the Keisha Jones effects. <laughs> the, the the story of Keisha Jones and what you want to eat. It's like, what do I want to eat? You got so many choices. You're never going to pick something. Yeah, that or you just realize you don't need it. You got something at home. <laughs> it's spaghetti in there. <laughs> it's spaghetti in there. <laughs> That's a YouTube video we think is really funny. Um, <laughs> but all that to say, like, just keep it simple. Keep it cute. Keep it small. And then grow. Like you don't have to be huge when you start. Yeah. It's actually preferable to be smaller when you start because it's just less risky. Yep. Um, so I just wanted to share that on that minute. Also, brand extensions hurt your brand. Um, so when you are trying to create another thing that seems related. Mm-hmm. And could be related just create a completely separate thing uh yeah like uh I, I i watch a lot of reality tv shows so one of the shows that i watch is called bell collective <laughs> and the girl uh i think her name is latrice mm-hmm. has goddess lengths hair she started a um hair care line and it's not called goddess lengths it's called essential beauty yeah, because it's different. Because it's different. And it's different lanes. Even though they're related. Even having hair and or, you know, buying hair and taking care of hair, it seems related. Mm-hmm. It's two different businesses. So you have to treat them differently. So when you are if you're thinking about like, oh well, I can start with, you know, multiple, you know, different versions of this thing or just add on to this and add on to that, that stuff actually hurts a brain because then you're not you're not the expert. You become a, become a generalist. You become the generalist. And people are like, well, I don't know which one is How the better one. How can you be the or... best at everything? Right. You can't. Until you until you grow that base. Like, uh, Maya Organics, she came out with her original line of hair care yep. products. As she grew, which this isn't a brand extension. This is just different kinds of hair care for a clients and need different whatever but as she grew then she grew like okay now there's like this hawaiian mango 
uh, collection. Now there's this other collection. As she grew, it changed over time because of what her customers needed or what she could provide at that time, knowing what they needed. But that's not a brand extension. Yeah. So it's like if you do skincare and now you want to, you know, get into merch. Merch. Buy like, clothes and stuff. That's a brand extension. Like maybe give away the merch for free as marketing. Yeah. So people can get familiar with your logo um but you don't have to sell everything sometimes some stuff like works in your benefit so i just want to give that tidbit anything else you want to add no i think we nailed it on the head i think the uh brand extension piece could have been a topic a whole topic on this it could on have. Its own. if you're interested in that being his own topic let us know <laughs> Yeah, look look forward to uh, season two. Right, it's season two. I'm excited for season two. So season one ends on our fifth episode, but we will be back for a season two um, because I enjoy making podcasts. It's hard, but I enjoy it. So now it's just cop story time. <laughs> we gotta we gotta clip that. Why? Yeah, clip it and then put it put it in a uh, sound bite. Oh, okay. Well. We'll, we'll do that. Not cut it, clip it, so we save that clip. Oh, okay. Yeah. Clearly, I'm the I'm the editor here. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> clip it. What? Okay. Well, do you want to go first or should I go first? Ladies, ladies first. Ladies first. Ladies first. <laughs> um. Cool. Well, mine is not like anything tangible. Um. Every week we oh, don't have spiritual. anything tangible. Get ready. It's not spiritual. <laughs> <laughs> My Just Cop Story Time is about an app, which is called Black and Mobile. Hey. Um, it's a really, bam, really bam, dope. Bam. <laughs> it's a really dope app started by two brothers. They're twins. Um, and they're from the area. And what they do is they LA, are like LA. an Uber for black owned restaurants so that they can have delivery services um, to people within a, I think it's a six mile radius. Yeah, or they, but they're like expanding. That. So yeah, they're one expanding. day they're going to take over the whole city. They, they definitely are, but it's really cool to be able to support these brothers. And it's not support, really, because it's they're doing exactly what they say they're going to do. And you have a wider selection of what you can choose because in Uber Eats and stuff like that you know it's a lot of the white, white restaurants and, and the people who own them and all that stuff with with Black and Mobile it is for black owned restaurants so you know you go on there you can support the Black Mobile app support the delivery driver yep. and you know so we're just circulating our dollar here which is what we're all about mm-hmm. um, and so I think it's a really really dope app it's in it's in quite a few cities maybe like seven I at know the Philly Detroit Atlanta I think Houston they expanded see that's new um, so check it out download it I know that they have and the other thing is that they're constantly redoing the app and making it better and all those things so because they're the, growing at a rapid rate right what the app looked like when we first started it has gotten better and better and just know from people who work in that industry it's not easy to put out an app like that well, depending on who, how you do it, how you build it, it can get really expensive. So you sometimes you got to start out with an MVP, mm-hmm. something that people can use. It might not be the prettiest thing around, but it's usable. Um, and then grow and develop it as you grow. 
Yeah. That's what we did with our website, which we just launched today. Yeah, cop that. Or go check <laughs> that out. I was say cop it. Go check it out at www.july5design.com. Five spelled out F-I-V-E. Mm-hmm. Um, and check it out. But this was for Black and Mobile. It's a really great app. Use it. That was great. <laughs> That's my story. Shout out, shout out to them brothers. Yes. My just cop story is uh, I just copped Bombed Aesthetics. Uh, aromatherapy body oil. I don't know if you can see that logo. Probably not. That label. <laughs> um, this is for people that, you know, take care of themselves. You can put this on your skin right after you get out of the shower. It's, this is lavender calming. That's my favorite scent. Um, whatever, she just <laughs> whispered. She trying to act like she put me on to this, but... <laughs> I found this. I put them on to lavender. Yeah. <laughs> she cre- she created lavender. And um, <laughs> it's, it's relaxing. Uh, the label's cool. It tells you everything that's on it. Aloe leaf oil. Jojoba. Is that how you say that? Uh-huh. You, you did put me on to that. I was calling it jojoba <laughs> oil. Uh, safflower oil sweet. Almond oil. And a fragrance fragrance blend. Um, and so on the label, it gives you the ingredients, tells you how to use it. So, uh, shout out to Bombed Aesthetics. Check them out at lovebombed, B O M B D dot com, and get you some. Get you some. All right. Well, that's all that we have for episode four. Another episode of Just Cop. It was fun. Hopefully, hopefully, you can get another listener each episode. We just add one listener. Yeah, I mean, put your friends on. If you enjoy, <laughs> if you enjoy this, share this to somebody. Well, goodbye, farewell to you, my friends. To you, my friends. <laughs> goodbye for now. <laughs> Until we meet again. <laughs> Later. Look at that. Man.